Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. In fact, people specifically in 2020, where we're looking at, is this essential or is this not? They want quick, fast results and a very clear process to follow. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. I love coaching sessions on the Gold Digger podcast because you get to hear from an entrepreneur in the same phase of business that you might be in or the phase that you'll reach in the future. Maybe you're standing there at the business crossroads in a world of face masks and uncertainty, wondering what's next for your service-based business. Maybe you're thinking it's prime time to dive into the world of online courses. The transition from educator in the form of coaching or a mastermind to an online course can feel like a massive task to accomplish. But here's the thing. If you can coach one-on-one, if you can lead a group of people to see results in a mastermind, or even if you're teaching in an informal or unofficial capacity, then you are equipped to dive into your first course. Vanessa Hicks is an incredibly talented wedding photographer. She leads a 12-week mastermind group, and now she's looking at her business in a pandemic world, thinking about what's next. A course is on her mind, and I know she has some questions about adding that to her education offerings. Is it the right next step? Should she double down on her mastermind first? Those questions and more coming up in this coaching session with my friend Vanessa Hicks. The secret behind my website design is Tonic. They've created a collection of customizable websites that are super stunning and wicked easy to update. Save 20% on your Tonic site at tonicsiteshop.com with the code GOLDDIGGER. That's T-O-N-I-C-S-I-T-E-S-H-O-P.com and the code GOLDDIGGER. 
If you want to get more dream customers on your website and into your funnels, you'll want to dive into the new book from my dear friend, Russell Brunson, ASAP. Get a free copy of his book, Just Cover the Shipping, at jktrafficsecrets.com. That's jktrafficsecrets.com. Welcome to the show, Vanessa. I'm so excited that you're with me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I miss you so much. And it's so good to be here. (laughs) It's like I literally got my coffee ready and I'm like, all right, this is like an actual coffee date. And I'm just closing my eyes and imagining that we're sitting across the table from one another talking about business and life and all the things together and that our listeners are just like the lucky people that get to listen in on what we're talking about. But we have to add that we wish we were in Hawaii doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me and everyone else kind of just a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey. What led you to where you are and then where you are today with business? Ooh, that's a good one. So as you guys know, my name is Vanessa Hicks. I am a destination wedding and portrait photographer. This week, actually, I hit six years full time in business. Uh, my journey, though, in the last six years, is a little different than most. I'm a Navy veteran and also a Navy spouse. So I just did my fourth move in six years from Hawaii to San Diego in the midst of a pandemic with a tsunami warning. So, you know, that's that's fun. <laughs> and so I'm currently here in San Diego trying to rebuild my business right now. And that is something that makes my business very different than most and, and questions that I can't wait to ask you, Jenna, because I look at my journey and I've had some incredible successes in the last six years. But in the midst of that, I've had to rebuild four times in six years. And so, you know, sometimes you look at other people and you see what they've accomplished in six years and mine, my story is different. And so I'm excited to be here in San Diego. I also am a speaker and an educator running a mastermind and an education group. And I have very big dreams for the future, just trying to figure out how to get there. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. One of the things I have to commend you on is the fact that you celebrate each anniversary as an entrepreneur. I was so inspired when I saw your six year post and I'm like, we all need to like do this more is just take a hot minute and say, whoa, like I've done this because you just in your six years have hit a lot of milestones that entrepreneurs never hit. So I just first want to commend you there and say, you've done an incredible job with that. And it's super inspiring to me. Well, thank you. The reason why I celebrate them so much is because I remember when I started, you know, I had a corporate job that I literally had walked in on a Monday and they had let my department go due to budget cuts. My husband was scheduled for a year deployment that week. And I, you know, had a little bit of a breakdown. And, you know, I always say that my husband asked me the question that changed everything. He said, if money wasn't an issue, and believe me, it is. He was like, but if money wasn't an issue, what would you do? You know, I have, I have this degree, I was a Navy veteran, and I blurted out that I'd be a photographer. And I waited for him to, you know, laugh in my face and tell me to get a quote unquote real job, but he didn't. You know, that's how you know it's a love, Jenna, because yeah. my picture six years ago sucked. And he was like, I've seen your work, you know, go on and try. And so year after year, I believe it's important to celebrate how far you've come because yeah. if there's any Parks and Recs fans out there and you know, Leslie, no, you know, she achieves something and then she just moves on without celebrating it. And I didn't want to do that. 
I remember all I wanted was to hit five years. I didn't want to be that statistic, right? That most small businesses fail in five years. And I had the odds against me with the amount of moves I had. And I remember when I hit five years, people were like, well, what's next? And I was like, huh, I don't know, because all I was trying to do was not be a statistic and fail in five years. So I think it's important for us to celebrate and look back and see how far we've come in the midst of adversity and obstacles and anything like that. Absolutely. I love that. Will you share a little bit about the education side of your business? Because that's what we're going to be focusing on for the most part today. And I want to just kind of hear how that started for you and where you're at with that. And then we can kind of get into what's next. Awesome. So I've been lucky to have spoken on many different stages. My journey into education started with speaking on mental health. I saw that there was many people that kind of talked a little bit about mental health, but there wasn't any creative entrepreneurs or any speeches that were focused solely on mental health and creative entrepreneurs. And so from there, it's expanded into talking about blogging and social media, all the unsexy topics that I love, the analytics and all of that about it. And Last year, last year, I was in a year long mastermind. And actually, the person who ran my mastermind was in your mastermind before. And so I understood the importance and it kind of circled back into the mental health side of things that we're not meant to do business alone. Mm -hmm. So many people are doing business alone. And the best thing about the mastermind was the group of women that I met. Those women are still some of my closest business friends. We bounce ideas off each other. We send each other people. And the option to grow it and the opportunities to grow with each other there. And so I knew I wanted to create a mastermind myself and to be a leader. I believed that I had the skill to cultivate the right group, but I didn't want it to be a year long. And the reason why that was, was because one, so much can happen in a year and I could see how hard it was to maintain our, you know, to keep us focused for an entire year when so much can happen. And then I read a book called the 12 week year and how you could do more in 90 days than most do in a year. And so I built this mastermind off of that, of, of, Let's focus on the next 12 weeks. Let's do more in 12 weeks than most do in a year. And I knew that my target market for that were going to be entrepreneurs who were struggling with the foundation. And I felt that I had the skill and the expertise in building a foundation because that foundation is what led to me being successful each move after each move and really more successful every time I moved is going back down to the basics of things. And so my mastermind is kind of, is built around that, helping mm-hmm. people find the foundation in their business so that when something like a pandemic happens, right, you can rinse and repeat, go back to the basics and still be successful, still book in times of uncertainty. And so that's kind of where my mastermind is built around. I love that. Okay, let's dive on into the questions because I think we'll all keep asking you questions back and forth and we'll just, let's talk about what's next because where you are at, 
you know, as your friend and as someone who genuinely and deeply cares for you, I'm like very excited about your future. And I want to make sure you feel that too. So let's just start talking about some different ideas and directions that you can go and let's have that conversation. Sounds good. Well, I'm so excited to be able to have this opportunity to ask you these questions. Let's just dive in. Yeah. So the very first thing, I have this mastermind that I love. I have a free Facebook education group as well. So I understand, you know, that that is the pool of my people. But I do know that I want to expand into creating courses. And so I, I guess my first question would be, should I focus on growing my mastermind, you know, slash my education group? Or should I, you know, do you think that I'm ready to dive into the course route? Yeah, this is such a great question. So what I found is you've kind of done things a bit in reverse in a cool way, because I feel like a lot of times people have courses and then the courses lead into a higher ticket mastermind. And I love that you did things in this direction specifically for you because you're such a relationship focused person. But what I think of when I think of how you are currently leading and running your mastermind, you are not getting a break, right? So every 12 weeks, you are either launching a new one or finishing an old one. Each quarter, you have a new group of people in your mastermind that you're pouring into, you're getting to know, you're connecting them, you're teaching. And so the first thing when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, she's not getting a break. She's not getting a breather. And just imagining, you know, the gravity of what 2020 has been and knowing that like you've got to show up, it's beautiful, but it can also be this turning point for us as humans where we recognize just as you do as a wedding photographer, you're again in that business of trading time and energy for money. And so when I look at longevity and sustainability, for me, online courses are 100% the answer. And I think what could be really cool is, and I want to know this, Vanessa, you've noticed themes and trends as you've gone through your mastermind, right? Like you find yourself kind of on this cycle with each new group. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. And, yes. you know, especially running a mastermind during this year, yeah. um, there was a way that I thought this mastermind was going to go. And then this year, <laughs> and so it's gone in a completely different direction and a direction that I love because yes. people are craving community. They're yep. craving to have somebody, especially when we are in a stay at home order, right? Yep. They are craving to be around people in any way, shape or form. They're tired of talking to their spouses about their business or their kids about their business. And now they have someone else. Yes. Yeah. And I think what I imagine for you is when you do, so for me, I started with one-on-one -on -one consulting and that's what led me to create a course because I recognize there's a theme. I'm teaching the same things. The questions are very similar. I'm getting asked to show this one process over and over and over again. And whenever you are in a situation where you're either leading a group or one-on-one -on -one mentoring with many different like-minded people, you recognize that there's cycles and there's trends and there's methodologies and there's this theme. And so when I look at your future as an educator from this sustainable standpoint, 
having a lower ticket course that teaches some of those foundations just from start to finish. So it could be blogging or it could be your social media methodology. And I know you have some of these products in your shop, but I think that you could actually elaborate on them. But having those lower ticket offers that get people results and that kind of almost serve as like, you know, when you go to college, you have your general ed courses, and then you have those specialized courses. I look at what you could teach in your courses as that general ed. It's that foundation for anyone that's going to work with you at that higher level, at that next level. They should have completed these general ed courses to understand who is Vanessa, how does she teach, what does she believe, does it resonate with me, have I gotten results? If you can tick yes on those boxes, then what we would do is have your mastermind, but it would be a higher price point offer and something where you are then up-leveling people that have already gotten success using your smaller methodologies. And the reason why I think this makes sense for you is we've noticed with 2020, everything is so unpredictable. Like we are craving like safety and security in uncertain times. And with that, a lot of people are having very hard times making decisions for anything that doesn't feel essential. And so when you look at a mastermind, people that have been part of a mastermind totally understand the investment. They totally see how it's worthy and it pays itself dividends. But To me, entrepreneurs, specifically the entrepreneurs you serve who are just starting out, they're going to see learning a cut and dry process from start to finish as more essential than joining a mastermind that they don't fully understand what comes with it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. makes so much sense. And that leads into my next question because I did it backwards and I'm very well aware of like the, the pricing ladder and yeah, yeah. What, and how I went backwards. That wasn't intentional, but I understand that I did is creating a course next, the right move. Like what are the indicators to know that creating a course is next, especially because I kind of did it backwards? Yeah. Well, first, I love that you did it backwards. I think it's just so indicative of who you are in a beautiful way where you do crave serving at a higher level. And I genuinely think that most educators do start in that way, in some sense of the form, whatever that looks like. But one of the things that I recognized when I was running my mastermind was I felt this very deep level of commitment to anyone who is willing to invest in it that I like carried almost this burden of ensuring that every person earned back their investment, even though that wasn't necessarily my job. Have you ever felt like that? Oh, absolutely. That pressure that you yes. understand who paid you yes. a amount of money and I have to deliver. Yes. And I recognized in myself, because honestly, leading my mastermind was one of the best things I've ever done as an entrepreneur, as a human. Like there were so many moments where I was like, this is the best thing I've ever done. And I love all the women that were in my mastermind. But I also recognized that it it brought out in me this like very high level of care that made it really hard for me to separate like, okay, they've got to do the work. Like I can teach, but they've got to do the work. And so when we create these higher price point offers, there comes this like added pressure to deliver and to ensure results. And I think that's beautiful because that shows that you care. But I also think that at some point as an educator, you recognize, okay, 
I want to create the tools once and I want to create them so well that people will get results. And I know at the core of my being that anyone that follows through on this is going to get a result. And I know that if they pay, they're going to pay attention to it. And I want to make a bigger impact. And the way that you're structuring masterminds and everything, there's a limit to your energy. There's a limit to the amount you can serve. It's smaller groups, which I love, but there's going to come a time where Vanessa's going to say, you know, I want to take a quarter off from my mastermind, but where is that income going to come from? And how can I still be making an impact at a high level that I care about without me physically, personally having to show up day in and day out. And that's the beauty of creating an online course. And 100% with confidence, I can say that you could create three, four killer courses based off of how you're leading your mastermind on just super focused topics where you teach one process from start to finish. And I think one of the things that a lot of online educators get wrong when they create their first course is they want to create this like all-encompassing, whole shebang, everything in the kitchen sink course, when in fact, people specifically in 2020, where we're looking at, is this essential or is this not? They want quick, fast results and a very clear process to follow. We found that our courses that are about two hours in length have a way higher completion rate than the more complex courses that require, you know, five weeks of studying and implementing. And it's just that people's attention spans are low and we want to get results fast. And so I just want to caution you on that because I know you and your level of care and it's going to want to be like, let's do everything in the like one Vanessa Hicks master course. And I think what I foresee for you are smaller niche courses that teach those things that you know, like the back of your hand. Reading my brain right now. (laughs) And that is so true. And Okay, so I know the niche topics that I want to teach for okay, myself. Talk to me. Tell so me. Definitely them. in terms of like blogging, that is yep. my jam. I love everything about blogging and finding keywords and SEO and all of that, as well as with social media. But most importantly, about how to create the content, how to strategize with what you post and yep. time management with that, that it doesn't have to be hard to show up consistently and give yep. them the tips and the tools. But you said something that really hit me. And so here's my question. Yep. When I think about creating a course, let's say a blogging course that I speak on stage about, I have an hour to speak about it and and there's attendance rates and people say that they love it. But that fact of speaking on what I know and writing it down, compelling that information, that part has me stuck. Okay. I got it. I don't know if it's because maybe I'm afraid that I'm going to miss a step. Actually, I think that's exactly what it is. I'm afraid that I'll miss a step in what... I'm going to put out in the course and then, you know, somebody's not going to be happy with it. What guidance would you have for that? Yes. Okay. So I have a really cool tool and I believe I learned it from Amy Porterfield. So I don't want to claim total credit on this because I know I've seen it in a few different spots. So whenever we create a course, we start with the end result. So we want it to be, have you heard of SMART goals? So it's like specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. And so 
we always start with the end result. So let's say you're going to create a course on blogging and we could say how to plan out the next 90 days of your content calendar in one week's time or something like that. So we would start with that end result because especially nowadays when we're selling anything, knowing that people are making decisions based on if something is essential or not, we want to give them the end result. And what happens is, is a lot of times we sell based off of features. So we're like, there are 18 modules in a 26 page workbook. And it's like, no, no, no. People just want to know what they're going to get if they do this thing. Right. And so if we, let's just say we use that as an example. So you're going to start with the end result. So then I always ask myself, what are the three to five steps that someone needs to take to get that end result. And I've just, I mean, it could be 10 steps. It could be two steps, but I found like three to five feels really good for people. Like you're like, okay, I can do that. And so what I end up doing is I take sticky notes and I write down all of the different pieces that need to happen in order to get to that end result. And it could be like 20 sticky notes. And then I start putting them in order and I can move them around and I can say, okay, what needs to happen first? What might fall under that general category? So let's say the first one is just planning out your content for the next 30 days. Maybe under that general category would be doing research on what your past content has done well or what's performed the best. And as you start to move these around, you're going to start to kind of see how this all fits together as a puzzle without feeling this permanency. Because the cool thing is, is when you build online courses, you can always change it. You can always add to it. You can take feedback. We literally were just re-recording things for the Instagram lab, which is my program that's been around for like four years, maybe five years. We're constantly adding and evaluating and changing. And I love that because We put this pressure on everything being permanent, but the truth is, is like we can constantly jump in and change something or re-record or edit. And so I would not at all worry about missing a step or, you know, if somebody doesn't get results, get on the phone with them, figure out where they got stuck. Maybe it's a place that you could extrapolate on a little bit more. Maybe it was just not the right fit for that person, but that cannot hold you back from putting out what you're so good at. So does that simplify it at all? It does. It really takes that pressure off. And and when I say it out loud, like as I'm saying it right now, it makes sense where it's like, why are you so afraid to put this out there? You speak on it. Yes. Hire you to come on their (laughs) platform and speak on it. But It feels more permanent, right? Because it's like your name, you're putting it out there. There's a launch. You know, I think there's just a lot of pressure these days around like public launches and success and failure and all these things. And it's like, wait, nobody's actually seeing your back and nobody's paying attention as closely as you are. But I do, I think it's more that external, like the eyeballs maybe that get in your head. Oh, absolutely. And I love that you said that we can 
update the course. I mean, one of the best updates I think that you have given was the Pinterest lab, you know, 2.0. The Pinterest lab was one of my biggest successors in Pinterest. And then when you released the update, I was like, yes. Yes. And and that right there proves exactly what you said, that updates are going to happen. I might learn something new about blogging or social media so I can give an update to the course and then relaunch it as well. It's making that heart and your brain match yes. when it comes to actually doing it. Yep. That I think I'm I'm struggling with. Jenna, do you have any recommendations on how can I find my ideal client when it comes to launching this course? Yeah. I've got a book recommendation for you. I'm so excited about this book for a hundred reasons, but let me put this simply. If you want to get more people on your website and into your funnel, snag a free copy of Traffic Secrets by my friend Russell Brunson at jktrafficsecrets.com. Just cover shipping and the book and the knowledge are all yours. Now this book, it's incredible. And I'm not just saying that because there's an entire chapter inside of it inspired by me, I promise. If you want the strategies and methods that Russell has perfected for bringing more more traffic to your platforms, get this book. I even give away some of my Instagram growth secrets in chapter number 10. So I want for you to get your hands on it, get a free copy of this book, just cover the shipping at jktrafficsecrets.com. Russell combined years of research plus his incredible traffic secrets to get more eyeballs and more dream customers onto your site and into your funnels. This book is free, just cover the shipping. If you head to my link, jktrafficsecrets.com. You don't need to be a coding expert to get a gorgeous strategically designed website that converts for your business. You just need Tonic Site Shop, the secret behind my website design. Get 20% off at tonicsiteshop.com with the code Gold Digger. Before Tonic, I didn't really know what an asset a great unique website could be for my business. I didn't know that someone could leave my site feeling like they know me or that it could just take them from a casual observer to a raving fan within just a few minutes. If you're tired of being embarrassed by your website or you know it should be better, but you don't actually have the money to make it better, you've got to go check out Jen and Jeff from Tonic. They've created a collection of customizable websites that are super stunning and wicked easy to update. If you know your website isn't as good as it should be and you're riding the struggle bus trying to figure out how everyone else seems to have gorgeous websites, I have some advice. Buy a Tonic site. Save 20% off using the code GOLDDIGGER at tonicsiteshop.com. That's T-O-N-I-C-S-I-T-E-S-H-O-P.com. So one of the biggest things that I think people struggle with, and I wouldn't say you, because I watch what you put out. I think you do a really good job of this, but in general, this is a good reminder is we often get so head down in creating the actual thing. So in, in this case, I'd be talking about a course that we are like all in on creating it, that we put 90% of our energy into it. And then the leftover 10% is what we use to launch it and talk about it and share it. And one of my biggest aha moments was we had spent so much time recording one of my courses in the past. By the time we got to launching it, I was exhausted. You know, I was so like I had been living in that course world for so long. And I had this realization that like if I don't do a good job selling this, 
No one's going to see what I just worked so hard on. And, you know, it's like it could be the best course in the entire world on the inside. But if I don't convince people to jump in and understand why it's worth their time and energy and money to do so, then all that hard work is a waste. And so I teach a lot about breadcrumbing where let's say Today, Vanessa, you get on Instagram stories and you just share some blogging tips. You know, next time you go to publish a blog post, take people behind the scenes and talk about, you know, why you formatted it this way or why you're publishing it at this time or what this subject is or the title of your post. And I think a lot of times we covet our information because it just, it feels so special to us, especially when it's things that we've figured out, we've piecemealed together, we've learned our system along the way through a lot of time and dedication and energy. But the more that you can serve and leave these breadcrumbs where you're teaching people and you're getting them these quick wins without them asking, without them paying, they are going to be so much more likely to want to invest in the entire system. And I know in the past, I've felt like, you know, there's proprietary information and I don't want to share this. But what I found is that, yes, there are so many things on the internet that you could learn for free these days, but you haven't done it yet, right? Like I could go and learn how to change my bike tire on the internet, but I haven't done it yet because I don't value it because I know it's out there. And the thing about online courses is that the people that invest in them, they value their time more than they value their money. And let me explain why that's super important. I think you could learn pretty much anything on the internet for free, which is so cool. Like what a beautiful world we live in. If you don't have the resource of money to invest, you can learn anything. But your trade-off for that is going to be your time. And time is this non-renewable resource. Money, you can always go out and earn more of it. And so what I found is that students that recognize that and they're saying, here are my hard-earned dollars. You know, this investment might hurt a little bit, but I'm willing to give it to you in order to claim back my time because I know that my time can be spent earning this investment back and then some. And so when we think about creating like this online course and launching it and putting it out into the world and sharing about it, if you start breadcrumbing and giving people tips about blogging now and helping them just see, oh my gosh, I just invested a tiny bit of time into what Vanessa just taught on her Instagram stories and I got a quick win then they're going to be like all in, like, take my money, teach me the exact way you do this. And there's no risk for you that you overshared because now they're getting the entire system from start to finish. Wow, that makes so much sense. And it, and it brought up a quick question that yeah. I do that'll lead into my next question. So you've been in this industry, you've created courses, there's, I'm sure there's tons of Pinterest courses yeah. or anything else that someone else has taught. How do you get over that? How do you make yours stand out knowing that, okay, someone else has a Pinterest course too. Why yours? And so it'd be the same thing for me or anybody else that's trying to create something. Okay. I've seen a blogging course. Why mine? Yep. So one of the biggest things is that we really focus on that end result and making it just even different than other people's. So for example, there are some really great Pinterest courses out there. I think there's some awesome creators and awesome Pinterest experts. 
when we go out to make our course, we're not just talking about monthly views. I think that's one of the main things that Pinterest educators focus on. We're talking about conversion, growing your email list, seeing actual results, like real profits coming from Pinterest. And so I love to do research and see what else is out there and what do I think is missing from that. And a lot of times what I've found is that real results are missing from the end promise. Like people are saying like, get more followers on Instagram. Well, that's cool. But how do you convert those followers into paying clients? Like, I think because I'm so grounded in business and in order to be a business, you need to trade or exchange something for profits. All of my courses are grounded in this ability to not just get the vanity win, but to get the result win. And truth be told, like some of my best friends have competing courses with mine. Amy Porterfield and I both had list building courses. My friend Melissa Griffin and I both had Pinterest courses. And I kind of love it because one, I have a peer in the industry who's crushing it. But two, we teach things totally differently. There might be underlying principles that are similar, which there should be, I would hope. But neither of us are hurting. Neither of us are getting stomped out by competition. We're both serving our people in the best way possible. And I know from my own experience, there are certain educators that 100% resonate with me and I love their teaching style. And then there are educators where I don't follow through on because I don't relate or they don't resonate with me. And so I just always think of it as like a giant pie and there are enough pieces for all of us. And so if you can just get super clear on what your end promise is and how you specifically deliver that, and if you can kind of silence the other voices that are outside of that saying, you know, my modules are one, two, three, four, five, six, and this is the order. And you're saying, well, my method's different than that. And you own that. I think that gives you that confidence to be like, you know what? I might not be for everyone, but I am for someone. I love that because you're so right at the end of the day, who I teach wants to hear from me. They want to instantly hear my voice and, and all of those things or, you know, how I create a system and they may not know of someone else. So the confidence, I think that is probably what is tugging at my heartstrings right now is having the confidence, which leads me, we're going to kind of switch things a little bit. I want to get a little, little deep in here. Jenna, you are, you know, again, one of the biggest, so many people look up to you, one of the biggest idols in our industry. Have you dealt with imposter syndrome (laughs) and as it relates to being an educator? And how would you manage that? How do you overcome something like that? So yes, is the answer. I think nowadays I'm like, no, because I believe in the content that we put out and the way that we do it. And I've seen the results so many times over now where I'm like, I know if you do this and you follow through, you will get results. And that's that level of confidence. But One of the things that I think we undermine, and I think you personally, I can call you out on this because you're my friend, undermine is the experiences that life has given you have all taught you something that is entirely different than everyone else. I know your life growing up was not easy. I know your commitment to having to move is not easy. I know being a mom and a wife, like I know all of those things. And I think a lot of times where imposter syndrome sneaks in is because our stories don't look like other people's and they aren't meant to. 
And, you know, Vanessa, I often think about the post that you did when you shared about why you became a photographer. You had six photos of your dad before he passed away and you understood legacy in a whole different way. And that propelled you to understand the importance of why you do what you do. And those are the stories that stick with people, even though I personally can't relate I can try to understand and and it gives me a whole new depth of understanding and respect for you. And so imposter syndrome is rooted in this desire to look like everyone else, to sound like everyone else. It's that voice that tells you you're not like everyone else. And I think that that voice is right. You're not like everyone else and you shouldn't be. And when it comes to education, what I've had to do is do a tiny bit of research. What else is out there? What's missing? How is my thing different? How am I going to approach this differently? And then you put the dang blinders on and you create. And I think the problem with online courses is that some people are studying too hard. Like they want to know the exact layout, the formula, la la la. And it's like, no, teach me your process. I want to learn from you for a reason. And that's where you have to start silencing that. So research, cool, great. Shut it off and start creating, like put the dang blinders on. And I think that if you ever are dealing with it, you need to make a little folder of emails in your inbox from people that have learned from you, that have been touched by you, that have grown because of you, and just sit down and read some of those so that you can shut up the voice that's telling you that you're not enough or you're too different because I love that you're different. And that is so good because it keeps coming back down to confidence and, Mm -hmm. you know, being your friend. I can honestly say that, you know, when you have confidence, I think so many of us are scared to have confidence because then that might mean that we're stuck up or that we don't have any obstacles or go through Mm -hmm. our own stuff, right? But that's not true. We all know that we go through things, we make mistakes, we do all that still doesn't mean that you are not confident in what you put out. And a lot of times for me, I appear confident. And for the most part, I am. But like, even now, there's like sweat dripping down my back, right? Because (laughs) I'm a great speaker. I get nervous every time I speak, you know, and so... I think the confidence as an educator and as a a person in general plays such a role. And it it goes back to one of the quotes that I love so much. I'm going to butcher it, but I heard it from Will Smith. But essentially, the best things in life are on the other side of fear. And when you don't have that confidence, you're letting fear take over like I have and now it's been six years and I haven't put out this course I've wanted to put out for so long, knowing that if I take a step on the other side of fear, yeah, there will be good things. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean there's not going to be obstacles or anything, but good things will happen on the other side of fear. Let me ask you something, Vanessa. What would be a failure if you created this course? Like what to you is like, oh my gosh, my life would be over if X happened? in creating a course? First off, Jenna, this was supposed to be me asking you questions. <laughs> <laughs> you were supposed to put me on this thought. I think a failure for me, I am a goal setter. So whenever I do something for the year, I want to book this many weddings. For this yeah. mastermind, I want to book this many. So I do have a number that I'll probably put to the first launch. Yeah. I would like to either make this much or sell this many. Yeah. And if I don't achieve that, 
if no one listens, if I don't put my whole heart into the launch, if I don't understand how to launch, I would feel that that would be a failure. And almost, I think the fear is that, you know, if I launched it and it didn't work, then that's like a black mark on me as an educator and as a speaker. Like now I'm not as good as people think I am. But okay, so let's take this. This is really good. Let's take this a step further. So next question, where are you getting these numbers from? Like these ideas in your head of like, I have to do X amount in order for it to be a success. I'm essentially my own personal goals of what I would like to, you know, financial goals or, you know, anything like that. So it's a number that I've created. A lot of times they're higher numbers because shoot for the stars, right? So I think it's just based off me, what I think. So what if you don't hit that number, but you, what if you sold 10 courses and you wanted to sell a hundred, what would that mean? Ooh, I would think I would have to go back to the drawing board. No, Um, I would think you were going (laughs) to serve your freaking booty off to the 10 people who bought it. And knowing you, your heart and soul is going to be invested in those 10 people in this super intimate way that maybe you didn't expect, but oh my gosh, they are going to become fans for life because you walked them through this process. You gave them this course and they got crazy results. And now they're going to tell everyone about you. Ooh, that's true. It's whoever, whoever's meant. So maybe I need to go into these courses and anybody else that's listening that who is meant to buy my course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So instead of a financial goal, and this is something that I've really thought of this year, Jenna, yeah. and, and anybody else that's out there, I had all these financial goals. And when I started the mastermind, and then obviously 2020 happened, I switched it up a little bit. Instead of financial goals, I wanted impact goals. Yep. Who can I impact now? And so I think I need to have that same mindset when it comes to launching a course. Mm-hmm. Who can I impact this launch? Yes. And I can honestly say when I first learned launching, it was super stressful. It was all based on numbers and monetary. Like that was just how I was taught it. And when I was like, this does not resonate. This is stressing me out. We started getting on the webinar before we would hit and go live. And me and my team would just pray and say, you know, Lord, whoever needs this program, whoever this speaks to, whoever this is going to help solve a problem for, like, let them hear my voice. And for everyone else, let them just leave feeling loved. And it changed everything. It changed the energy around launching. It changed the way I showed up. It changed the way my voice was. It changed the way I sold because I believed that. And I think a lot of times we almost create these barriers for ourselves with our goals where think about it. You set this big goal and you're like worried, like, well, maybe I won't reach it. Well, you're not even trying. You're not even putting anything out there. You're not even moving one step closer to it for fear of missing that mark. And I think that happens all the time. I don't, it's not just you, it's all of us. Absolutely. Oh, that's so good. Do you have any recommendations on any other paths to follow, to level up my business as a photographer that maybe I'm not seeing right now? Yeah. So one of the things that I was on your website and I was poking around, it's beautiful. And one of the things that came to mind is that when we redesigned my website, when I was shooting weddings and being an educator, 
I wanted to walk through the steps of understanding like if you're a bride, here's exactly where you go on my site. Here's how you know how to work with me. Here's how this isn't confusing at all. And then if you're somebody who wants to learn, here's where you go. It was almost like I had to sit down and like choose your own adventure, design the site so that it was like, you go here, you go here. It's very obvious and clear. And I think you've done a really good job of that. I think you have to decide how you're going to separate your time and protect your energy. So many people that I'm talking to this year, you know, we often talk about time and money. And I think both of those things are critical, especially as an entrepreneur. But I also think we need to factor in energy. Where is our energy going? What is the cost of our energy? And when I think about things like your mastermind, you're not charging a necessarily super high ticket price, but you are giving off a lot of energy to every single person that signs up. And so when I think about, you know, creating things like an online course, you create it once so specifically, so intentionally, you know, so thoughtfully. And that one time where you're creating it then has the ability to serve five people, 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people. And you cannot recreate that with your other streams of revenue, with photography or with a mastermind, because you have to continue expending your energy and your time in order to get that money. And so the reason why I love online courses is when you you recently just said, like I shifted to think about impact over income, You are given this opportunity to sit down and say, I'm going to create my best work or at least the best work I can create right now inside of this course. And now this has the opportunity to scale without requiring a ton more energy. I don't think there is such thing as like fully passive income. However, it is way more passive than the items that require you to take and trade time for money. So I would say, you know, making sure that if you continue to expand into education, that you just make it super clear whenever somebody Googles you or lands on your page or lands on your Instagram, it's super obvious. Here's where my photography clients go. Here's where people who want to learn go. And then also just kind of evaluating where is my energy going? Where is it best spent? How am I making the biggest impact with my energy? And for me, it looks like making some really hard decisions. Like, I don't offer one-on-one consulting any longer because it wasn't aligned with my value of wanting to make impact for the masses. Sitting down and recording this podcast, that's aligned with that value. Sitting down and doing an off-the-camera, one-on-one consulting thing where only one person is gaining, that's not necessarily aligned. And so it's just getting super clear with your time, your money, and your energy, and how does that fit into this value system that only you can define for yourself? I love that because I think that a lot of times, or especially right now, all of that is kind of blurred because our world is turned upside down, right? So obviously I have more time at home than what I typically would be doing traveling and shooting weddings and things like that. And I have thought about that for 2021 with all rescheduling and all that, that I won't be able to do four masterminds Mm -hmm. a year because I've got work, (laughs) you know, it worked out for this year, but that may not be next year. So it goes back to what you said in the beginning of, you know, if I cut down on some of the masterminds, then where's that money going to come from? And I I really like that. Kind of one of the last questions that I would love. So we've got all this. I'm motivated right now. Like I'm sitting here. I'm even though this is a podcast, I'm going to hear it. I'm writing notes down myself. So I'm motivated. I'm getting the confidence that you said that I need 
to finally launch this course. What are some of your best tips for me and anybody else to take action, actually take action and implement everything that you said from now until launching the course? Mm -hmm. So first is just starting with the end result. So figuring out what is that promise? And I want it to be so hard and fast that anyone that purchases your program at the end of X amount of days, however many days you think it will take them to get that result, they can say, yes, this happened or no, it didn't happen. Don't let the no factor freak you out by any means, but just getting super clear on the end result, then mapping out the three to five steps that you think it will take in order for them to get that end result. And then what I would do is just start doing a brain dump, like open up a Google Doc or grab your pen and your paper and start writing down all the things that you learn that are a part of your system that are attributed to your success and that you can start to figure out, okay, so how am I going to teach this or how do I explain this? What is the best way to illustrate that? But I think the number one thing is just freaking recording. I feel like for so many things, it's like, even when I started this podcast, I planned the artwork. I made the website. I did everything but actually sit down and record because that was the scariest part that made it real. And so I think just getting comfortable with being imperfect, sitting down and starting to record and realizing I can re-record, I can delete. I can start over, I can change, I can edit. And that's just how you start to begin. But I would just say, like, keep it niche, make it essential for people that really need this, that they can understand, yes, this will impact my life, save me time, give me energy, bring joy, whatever that looks like. And then just start creating. And I think that you have so many tools up your sleeve. You have so many different resources you've already created. You have so much experience from doing the thing yourself. And so all that's left to do is just start mapping it out and getting it set so that you can hit record. I love that. Well, I don't know about any of the other listeners, but I'm about to head to Office Depot to get <laughs> colored pens and post-it notes yes. and whiteboard. And, yes. I mean, I'm ready. I'm hot and I'm ready. Oh, I'm so excited. Vanessa, where can everybody connect with you, watch you grow? I really hope that you come out with this blogging course so that our listeners can take advantage of your offer. Give us all the places. Well, Instagram is my jam. So you guys can find me on Instagram at Vanessa Hicks Photography. My website is VanessaHicksPhotography.com. And then I do have a free education group on Facebook. If you look up Vanessa Hicks Education Community, I am in there giving daily tips and motivation and just having a safe space for all creative entrepreneurs. Mm, I love it. I love you. Thank you for coming on. How are you feeling? Are you feeling good? I am. I'm motivated, a little sweaty because I'm nervous. <laughs> a sweaty. It's cool though, but I, I feel so good. And thank you for being my friend, for believing in me, for letting me know where I need to focus on because that's a true friend to let you know, hey, you also need to be aware of these things instead of just, you know, gassing it up. So I really appreciate it. And I hope that the listeners, someone out there who is stuck in fear or imposter syndrome, hears this and they feel the same way as I do right now.
All right, gold diggers, I hope you loved listening in on that coaching conversation with Vanessa. I love doing these sessions and I hope that they help meet you wherever you're at in your journey. You can apply to be coached on the show at golddiggerpodcast.com. Until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals and stop, stop, stop letting fear hold you back from chasing down your biggest dreams. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. 